Boom. What's up, dog? What's up? How are we all doing? Hashtag no phones. Hi, Reese. First Ian comment of Reece. the evening. Well Andy. Done. Hi, Annie. Andy's on time again. That's what we like to see. Love that tune. I presume you love. Love that tune. Hi, guys. Love the Hi, tune. Nick. Evening, Nick. Andy. That's right, Andy. Hi, Andy. Don't worry about it. Love. Sorry. I'm sorry, so sorry. bad at spelling. I got it anyway. <laughs> How are you doing, matey? There he is, all oh, sunshine. Missed you last week, bruv. I got a good guy. Oh, look, your age, you'll be you'll be impressed, mate. Invisible beer. <laughs> Invisible gold. Oh, look at that, man. That's mental, isn't it? Look. <laughs> Proper beer, Hi, mate. Ish. Mm. I, I'm I'm really hitting it on the uh, zero sugar Fanta. Woo! I've just done 13 days straight, so I'm having a beer tonight. Preparing myself for Chesington World of Adventures tomorrow. Nice. Man, yeah. beer, good lad. Hi, Patrick. Hi, Les. <laughs> Andy, yeah, I'm here like a good boy. What up? I don't know if anyone's um, had the... Uh, so I've been... Uh, yeah, I apologise. I'm a little bit manic this evening. I've been trying to book on to the AI 500 Citadel game. Uh, the website has been crashing... Uh, repeatedly. I have finally managed to get a ticket, though, so I'm very excited for that. Hi, Edward. Um, yeah, it's really gilly in the house. So, uh, yeah. I don't know if anyone else is looking at the... Uh, That's um, October, isn't it? Beginning of October. Yeah. I don't think, Gonna yeah. be a little early birthday present to myself to Ooh, run around nice. an immigration centre with a with a toy gun. Good play. Sounds good. So, <laughs> forward. Uh, Andy's on the Corona. Lad, it was half price for some reason. Hmm, I wonder why. Oh, fresh meat, evening sunshine. Hi, Wayne. Damien, Damien. Evening, Hi, Damien. evening, mate. Oh, November Foxtrot alive. The old laptop just told me. Thank you for that. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Q and A, mate. Q and A. Yeah. So you had a question. I did actually. Yes, it was a question about bags. Um, let me just get. Let me just grab the old uh, picture up off of our chat earlier. I apologise. I seem to be showing quite a lot of neck this evening. I'm not really sure why. So uh, yeah, cover yourself up, man. Go on, very it's not. It's not the only fans. You have to tune yeah, into that one separately. I had a question coming from a gentleman called Chris on Instagram. So thank you, thank him for that. Hey man, I'm listening to and watching November Fox Trot podcast. Um, my team are interested in Milsims. Uh, what would you say the minimum size Bergen um, would be like for a requirement for um, uh, for a Milsim weekend or a, an event? So, I mean, from that, I've sort of thought to myself, well, it sort of, one, it sort of depends on the length of the mill sim or the event you're going on, you know, if it's a battle sim or a weekender or, and again, obviously the time of year. I mean, for me personally, a, a great all-rounder is, it's got to be the, you know, British Army Bergen and the short back or the long back, whatever you choose to use. I mean, I've always used short back Bergens myself because of the webbing set. It can sit above the webbing, more comfortable. And I think that's about, what's that, Mike? Um, a 90 litre main... Yeah, so no, yeah, but it's a ninety liter main pack, isn't it? And two fifteen liter rocket pouches. I think it's one twenty in Something total. Like that, yeah, yeah. So I, I've that's what I sort of replied briefly to um to Chris and said um uh, the British Army Bergen all day long or or a, or a variant of that that sort of size. You can sort of pack it as much as you want or as little as you want. You know, it's a good all rounder. I think personally. What about you? What your what your thoughts would be on the? Yeah, it depends what, on uh, the getting into it. Um, so I mean. If you if you would say Octo Eight uh, was a mill sim, which I know some people sort of flag that. I know I know there's a film sim term terminology and stuff in there. Um, I've had a 28 liter something like that. You know the little mill tech. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 
little like meal tip bag sort of thing. Yeah, and that's that's been enough to get me around the day. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, day sake for, for obviously for your patrols and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, it depends on the event and sort of what you're having to carry and when. Um, so, for example, again, looking at uh, Longmore, uh, so the Legion Milsims, you're not carrying anything. You only need a day sack. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say it depends on the type of event. If you're going to be camping, then obviously you're going to have um, the big 120, I'd have said. Uh, I have seen probably the minimum you could get away with is probably the 90 to 100, so no rocket pouches. Um, yeah, I'd say so, yeah. But you'd have to be very conservative with how much you're actually carrying for that. Because, mm. so. I mean, the majority of my main pack is taken up by my sleep system. You know, I, I, that's yeah. the bivy, my bivy bag, my DOS bag, any roll mat or anything like that, Any bit, a little bit of dry kit or, my, or cold weather kit, like a softy jacket. That's all in the main bit of the pack, and it's usually like water and rations on one side. Whereas I'm quite lucky, mine's tailored. I can, I could afford a little bit more space around the front. I've got three utility pouches on the front rather than the one big one. And I've yeah. got my poncho roll on that, so I'm quite lucky in that uh, in that respect with the, with the bag I've got. But yeah, I mean for an all rounder, <laughs> I mean they ain't expensive either. You can probably pick a really decent. First meal sim two hundred liters. Wow. <laughs> you will carry so much stuff on the first meal sim, guaranteed. I did it. I did it the same on my first event. I was, I was literally, I was. It was mountainous. It was above my head. This pack was just fucking rolled and rolled and rolled all the way up and down. So yeah, you know, no, we've all been, we've all been there and done it for your first event. But then you've got to do it because then you sort of tailor your kit from that event. You think, right, I didn't need half of that, so I can ditch all yeah. that lot, keep this lot here. And then the more you keep going through it, you know, you sort of find things. Oh, well, I haven't got that, but I need it, and that I don't really need to take. So, you know. Yeah. Um. So was it Chris? Did you say ask the question? Um, it was. Chris, yeah. Chris. Um. We've also got some previous episodes uh, on bags. Um. One of our bag episodes is our most watched. Episode, so uh, maybe so that would be the news. lovers out there. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, it's a question from Nick. So, what gaming environment do you prefer to play in woodland, CQB, or urban? Woodland, for me, for me. it's got to be urban. Oh, for um, me, see, I'm woodland. Urban. I'm woodland. No, I love, um, I think so. To me, to me, it's uh, it's kind of a mix of. Uh, this is difficult because I like the woodland aspect, so I like being mm. outside and stuff. Um, but I love buildings and I love like maneuvering around buildings. Um, you know, you get to sort of some proper little intricate firefights, and then you've got like the wider strategy in urban games. So for mm-hmm. me, urban games play more for vehicles. Um, so you know, you get like uh, I was very fortunate to play at the MOD site in Lid. Uh, with one of the Legion games, um, and that was set up for sort of like Northern Belfast. So you've got literally tight terrace streets, and we were having to patrol yeah, yeah, down yeah. there. And I mean, that'd be cool. Just popping out of doors, shooting us, and you're like, "Oh, right, so you've got to go storm that room." So you're all like stacking up, and then you storm the storm the building, and then you find out there's a tunnel, and you're sort of following that. So there's a lot more intricacy for me with that. Mm. Whereas Woodlands very much kind of, I think generally 2D because there's not really. You don't really get. No, I'm still here. I was just thinking. Is there... uh, you don't really get. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really get a lot of uh, first floor structures or, or above. Um, yeah, you might get yeah. a lot of power and stuff. Um, but generally, you're relying on like the topography and stuff. So it depends very much on the site. Um, yeah, I mean, if so you've got I... a very flat site that's not really got much undulating land or or you know or natural like scrapes or peaks or valleys or anything like that, then yeah, it, it's, you're going to be on one sort of level for a majority of it. But however, you know. I mean, a lot of the woodland sites I've been to, luckily enough, it's been quite... Ah! Maybe? Could it be? Could it, it be? 
Oh, hey. there he is. Oh, oh bonjour. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, uh, I went out to get some munchies and come back with a baguette and have a dozen onions. <laughs> <laughs> my way. How you doing? All right. All right, mate. Yeah, sure. How are you? Talking about um, what was it, uh, best locations for airsoft, urban or woodland, or what be your oh. take on that, Paul? Longmore. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's completely in the middle. 50-50, isn't it? That's urban yeah. woodland. I should have just said it, Longmore. That's exactly right. So, don't get me wrong, I like the woods. Um, but there's certainly a, a different aspect. So, when you go to those sort of arenas and you play there mm. and you've got, you know, street to street, house to house, you know, having to stack up on the back garden of a, of a house and get in the house, not knowing what's in the first doorway, not knowing what's up the stairs. Do you know what I mean? You just can't mm. beat it. But then equally, yeah. when we had that scrap, which I find, I think I've mentioned before on here, it's a little bit like Lone Survivor. Um, uh, in the bit we're like, we're, we're, tally, we're, we're digging into the, the SEAL team, pushing them down the hill, pushing them down the hill. Well, we did the same as an op for at Longmore, pushing the NATO force down the hill. Mm. And, and then just something about that, Woodland. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, no, I get yeah, I don't think it's as easy as Marmite. I don't think it's either you love it or you hate it. Um, you know, I think if you mix the best of both, then what an That's event. It, yeah, but... I don't think anyone can really say they categorically hate, I hate urban or I hate woodland. You know, I think there's going to be, everyone's going to like different parts of both uh, sort of scenarios or both sort of gaming areas. You know what I mean? There's probably bits of woodland that I'm not overly great about, but then there's, however, there's great bits of urban stuff that I like, you know. So yeah, I think yeah. it's a real mixed bag there. I'm, I mean, if I had to pick player, one event to play in, it would probably be like, it, I would pick probably Woodland over Urban, but it, like I said, it'd, it'd have to be a site that's very undulating. It's got hills and peaks and sort of natural ditches and stuff. It makes it a bit more exciting and probably just be a flat forest floor sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? I don't think I'd want to do, you know, if, if, if Longmore was like, yeah, like, I don't know, Coronation Street sort of thing, you know what I mean? I don't think I'd be that interested, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you have got that variation. But other than that, that's it, know, yeah. Me the woods, you the best of worlds, like that all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, my only trouble is that I can't see that well. So until I get sort of contacts or um, you know prescription lenses fitting into my glasses, woodland, I do struggle a little bit seeing, you know, beyond certain distances. But um, but yeah, it's more know, exciting though, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, <laughs> well, it just brings the uh, the just blue things just pop up at you. Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> yeah, who shot me? I don't know, mate. It wasn't me. You know, shot my own bloke up the ass. Yeah, yeah. With my own tent. <laughs> Hang on, how that work out? <laughs> oh, how's it going, Paul? You know, it's all good. I've just, um, I'm just literally grabbing a cheeky fifteen minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm just sorting my hot tub out. Oh, putting the Chemicals in and giving that a little, uh, cleaning, cleaning. Yeah, a little keep to clean. You know, um, and then I thought oh, I'll do is I'll just jump on for about. 15 minutes while it does its cycle and stand up here and have a little chat. But yeah, I'm all good, mate. It's, it's the start of a long weekend, so oh, all yes, right in the world, isn't it? Absolutely. have <laughs> been waiting a long time for this. Yeah, exactly that, mate. I've got just done 13 days straight. I was saying to Mike before, I was just done 13 days on. I'm just like, I need a break. <laughs> yeah, you, you do, don't you? You set yeah. balance. Um, but yeah, I've got you know, some snacks in the cupboard. Um, Blue ribbons. Got, JD. Yeah, I've got, no, I've got all sorts of uh, some little crispy dips. I've got mm. some chocolate fingers. And... You know, it's the benefit of having children that you can have these things in there for yeah. all the kids. Yeah, and I've got a Malbec, which look, I can't really blame that on the kids. I've got, I've no. Got a, of <laughs> a lovely choice, mate. A lovely choice. Oh, from question from Rage there, Paul. How's the little yeah, one? Yeah, how's the little one? 
Yeah, you know, she's really good. So we had um, not not scares or anything like that, but uh, she was she was sort of long term jaundice for for quite a while. Which, when you look into things like jaundice and you realise the consequences that can come with it, which I never knew, um, you know, it, it turned into a bit of a worry. But that's sort of gone out the window a little bit now. That's all good. Good stuff. Uh, and then she was very small, so she wasn't putting on weight hardly at all. So she's born six and a half pound, and she wasn't putting much more on beyond that. Um, and then she's been on a bit of a feeding program, and now she's kind of like, yeah. like an ox, oxen woman, ox beast mode. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, no, so the weight's coming on. So yeah, she's really, really good. Um, cool. So, man. Yeah. Thanks for asking. It's uh, yeah, all's good in the household. It is, you know, works work. But apart from that, yeah, beautiful. Man. Good oh, stuff. Well, good cool. stuff. Well, we had a question from Andy Bob. Uh, how do you deal with Urban and the LMG as most games I've been to are funny with full auto in and out of buildings? I think you've just got to be careful with it myself. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's an LMG is an LMG. You're going to fire full auto going out of a building as you are going into one. You know, it's, well, actually, you're not, you're not going to so, stack up on a doorway and stick the LMG gunner in first, are you? Do you know what I mean? No, no. With so, the, um, I run a GMP stoner, um, which has single and full auto. Um so I, that was one of the reasons I bought that was the fact that you know you had that that flexibility. Um, mm-hmm. But you're right, you know, um, a lot of the games are very much. You can full auto into a building from a distance. You can full auto out of a building, but you can't necessarily do it in doorways or in the building. So yeah, yeah, I just sort of get that. But I mean, it's, you just got to be careful. If you're an LMG gunner, you got to think about what you. Know, as soon as you squeeze that trigger, you know, X amount of rounds are going to come flying at the end of it. So you got to be careful, you know. Yeah. And that's that's it essentially, you know. I think a lot of sites. Would, should really sort of think like that. It's not that it shouldn't just be a blanket ban. Right, as soon as you've got LMG, you can't use it inside a building, all this, all this, that you can't shoot. It's just like, no, because you're just completely alienating someone out of the game, then. So it's completely I'm unrealistic. A, do you know what I mean? You, you, you kind of know what you sign up for and all, don't you? Exactly. <laughs> you know I mean, you know what I mean, um, I mean I, but that said, when I went my first, the first ever meal sim that I did, which was one at Apocalypse, um, where I'd skirmished for two years beforehand and then took the leap of faith into meal sims. Mm. You know, I did a bank kill, and it was like the bloke looked at me like I was some sort of fucking retard. He's yeah. like, he, he what? Said, what are you doing? I said, what? He said, what are you doing a bank kill for? And I went, oh, I don't know. You know, I didn't want to shoot you in the face from six inches. And uh, he was like, or blowing oh, your I ear. I don't mind, mate. You know, it's what I signed out for. And I went, oh, all right, fair enough. Now I know. But he's like, what are you yeah. doing, bank kill? How old are you? Ten. I'd rather get, I'd rather do a bank kill and get a shout in the mouth, get, a, get an earful from you, and then you turn around and just clobber me in the face, yeah. for shooting you at close range. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so but no, it was uh, it's lessons learned, isn't it? It's like you say, you know, mm. they're they're quite you know, long more. It's, it's it's more, you know, if your windows are open and you come into contact, your windows stay open. You can't That's shut. It, yeah, I mean, like right, you know, you know you should, there should be an LMG bipoded up on the windowsill, you know, putting suppressive fire down out of a building. Absolutely, or, you know what I mean? Or hiding in the bush outside. That works or, quite well as well. Or hiding so in the bush outside. Yeah. Which is always <laughs> good. Nothing better than the LMG gilly. LMG recce team. I'm not going to go in with a t- sort of uh, running with a tag launcher into a room and, and tag someone across the room. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah, really why not? <laughs> and then walk away going, well, well the chief on, on the podcast said, well, you know what you sign up for. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to you. I didn't sign up for a tagging <laughs> sticking out my left testicle. <laughs> <laughs> Explain that, Bruce, uh, to the missus when you get home. <laughs> um, following yes. on from the LMG, uh, Rage says, "Having just bought an LMG, do I want to run lighter BBs like a point two five? Um, I think it all depends on what your hop can you can lift and yeah. the distance you're going to get, mate. 
I mean, and your budget and the itchiness of your finger. Yeah, I think that that definitely plays into it because I I tend to run point two fives purely because it gives a little bit of extra weight, but it's cheaper. Like you're putting so many rounds into that gun. Um, yeah. on an event that yeah I mean I think a majority of LMG runners will be using a point two five. Um I think I've used I have used two eights in my two four nine but I mean like you said mate it depends how you what your style is. If you're literally there suppressive so you're sort of in the general direction of where they are keeping the reds down then yeah you know point two five is all day long I suppose. But if you want to get more range a bit more range potentially depending on what your hot unit can lift then you know maybe get yourself a small pack of or, or samples or something if you can pick up some samples or even have a chat with someone at an event and just say yeah mate can I Nick 20, 30 of those point two eights or point threes or something. I'm sure they wouldn't mind. Oh, yeah. Try them out, see what see what you can see what see what your hop unit can actually lift, <laughs> and then if it gets a good distance, it can work out. Wayne. expensive. say so I've got that on my MP7. You're not there to be accurate. Shut up, fresh mate. What do you know? <laughs> on the MP7, the gas blowback <laughs> that runs point fours. You know, and, and mm. you, you squeeze the trigger on auto, and that's gone. And you, you look at it, and you get this thing. I mean, I've got longbow point fours that I run through that, and mm. you know. You, you're getting a quality BB for sure. You yeah, know, absolutely. They're, they're very good BBs, but you know, for a point fours, you start going into your a little bit more expensive than sort of your point threes. I mean, since since me getting sort of my DMR out, you know, I'm using point four threes in that. I am going to try three sixes as well, though, just to see what the difference would be, like accuracy wise and range and stuff. Um, but I'm using well, I've got, I've got longbow ones in that. I've also got the Jeffs ones because I'm full bio BB now. So yep. all the stuff I'm using is bio. I've got, like got the trees in the background, is it? Exactly, yeah. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be hugging them in a minute. <laughs> Lance the hermit. <laughs> I, brought, I've, I've brought an old trunk in from the woods the other day, and I've, that's in the living room, so I hug that on a morning basis now as I go past. <laughs> big hunk, got to be big trunk hunk. Oh. The thing is, as well, is that if you look at, and you know, unless you look at, um, you know, the odd in Vietnam film or whatever, where someone's standing up with a pig underneath their arm, offloading a chain belt full of bullets. The majority of LMGs is suppressing fire in in, in bursts. It's still burst fire. It's mm. just that it's you know you very very rarely almost ever you know finger held on discharging five thousand rounds. <laughs> it just don't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and if Rambo you're on the Mill Sims, well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like Sims, you're only allowed so many anyway, aren't you? Even so, tell. Exactly, mate. Yeah, I mean, the APOC ones I've been sort of arranging the last couple of ones we've done is um, like an LMG in a section can have run a box mag, um, and then the section can carry an additional box mag's worth of ammo for the LMG gunner. He can't yep. carry it himself, but his, his, his section or his unit can carry it for him. So if he can get a reload in, he can. It'd be the same as the, you know, splitting five, six hundred rounds worth of link between the section. Yeah, for the for the gimpy or whatever it is, be so it's sort of mimicking that in a way. You know, you you get one initial box mag fill up for your support gunner, plus the section then can carry a couple of three or four bottles of three two three hundred rounds of BBs for him as yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, which is quite cool. I think it adds to it. You know what I mean? It's reflected in real life again, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. All good, mate. Yeah, I do like an LMG. Hmm. Now I've got I'm my got fix. One. Turns out, yeah, got my mine went down at Octo. So I've fired about three and a half rounds out of it anyway. On any one particular? No, no, unfortunately not, no. She, she's not fussy, mind you. I've heard that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I went back up, brought it out, squeezed the trigger, about three and a half, like I said, about three and a half rounds of it, and just literally, it wasn't like a grind or a crunch or a spit or a splatter or nah. smoke, no smoke come out the exhaust or anything like that. It was just, went, oh, man. I was like, hmm. Same I can barely, I, usually, I can barely yeah. change my fucking batteries in my gun, let alone do anything else. So I wonder what this could be. <laughs> One of the lads <laughs> I usually play alongside. He went out for his first skirmish after all this has, has 
you know, come sort of come back into play. Mm. Uh, took three guns with him, went out. The first one packed up. That was a TM416. Uh, he's got a TMAK. Took that one out. And the I think the screws come out the bottom of the pistol grip, so the motor's dropped. So that one gave up. He ended oh, up dear. taking the, uh, the 417 that I sold to him, DMR. Uh, he took that one out on, on well, I think it runs like, I don't know, 0.46 or 0.48 BBs or something like that. That thing throws out. And he went and smashed it up with that instead. So, yeah, yeah, first one out, two out of three sort of went Not down. Really. I think it's, it's how it's going to be a little bit, isn't it? They've been sort of stood. They're, they're, like, a, they're like a, you know, a fine bit of machinery that needs to be tickled as, as much as possible. So That's it, yeah. Well, I've just, I've just yeah. got I picked them both up today. So, the 249 turns out it was just a fuse blown. So it was a bit of an anti-climax, but you know, it was a cheaper anti-climax. So I was quite happy with that. I was just expecting <laughs> yeah, yeah. him to say, you need everything. And I was just like, no, no, no. It's all the insides. Just yeah. a fuse, mate. Yeah, and, you and a new hot rubber. I was like, oh, tar. Like, I'll swallow that. That's fine. We'll have that. And then he's, he's done a full service on the M4, new G&G gear set. Was that instead uh, of paying in cash? Yeah, well, that's it. You know, you know we've got an understanding. <laughs> I, I have struck up a great deal, actually. Um, <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a carrier bag full of MP5 just over to my right-hand side there, and he happens to have a, a big carrier bag full of AK-47. And I said, right, I'll tell you what, you make me an AK-47 out of your carrier bag of AK-47-ness, and I'll give you my bag of MP5 to make yourself an MP5-ness. And he's like, sounds like a deal. I was like, bargain, I love that. I thought you were so going to make a, a hybrid. I've got a Frankenstein AK-47 <laughs> on his way, and he's making himself an AK-47 <laughs> MP5-7. <laughs> An MP forty seven K, an AK MP forty seven K five. You imagine the disappointment on a Russian's face if he had to use nine millimeter. A heckler, a heckler and Knopf. <laughs> oh, mate, he'd be well pissed. Five, uh, nine sorry, millimeter yeah. Parabellum AK forty seven. Yeah. <laughs> Ed says, um, I'd love to do LMG, but I have back problems. And then uh, someone's already answered that with Andy. He said, uh, Stone is a really light, no difference to that from an M4 with a box mag. I, yeah, yeah, the um, the GMP Stoner, I think, weighs five to seven kilograms, depending on what you've got on it. Um, so that's quite good. I know a lot of people. What are your thoughts? I'll tell you what, this is a good question. What are people's thoughts on LMGs, which are basically M4s with a box mag in and like a bipod attached? For a Milsim. So so they run. Here's the thing. So they run. They run. They run. They run as an LMG. Um, they run as an LMG. So they're, they're following all the LMG rules. But they are basically yeah. an M4 with a box bag. Mm, nah. You just do it once and then you do it for everyone then. Didn't Arnie do that once? And it'll be like... <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger did it in a film. It must be true. Yeah, but that's Arnie. Arnie can do that. I'll let Arnie do it. Or anyone else. Yeah. Uh, to no. be fair, to clarify, I'm getting a lot of hate in the chat. I don't agree with this. It's just, it was an interesting question, I thought. Yeah, because so like Ray's just, just said, said no. it's not an LMG. Ray's said it's not an LMG. This is going to be like the, uh, box mag. This is going to be like the Super League. We're going to have to kick you out, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> You've really made a suggestion. The public don't like it. You're out. Sorry. <laughs> You know, there'd be pitchforks at his door in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> again. <laughs> Sorry, again. 
Yeah, let's answer that question. Why on it? Yeah, no, fair enough. I agree. I, I, I've I just, do, because then it's sort of, because people have obviously spent a lot of money on LMGs. And if, if you did allow that to happen at an event and you've got some guy who's got, like yourself, with your stoner, I've got a 249, you know, it's cost a fair bit of money. I'm not saying that M4s aren't expensive, but they're a lot, you could buy, potentially buy, you can't really buy a, a, an M249 or a stoner for 130 quid or 120 quid and whack a box mag on it. Do you know what I mean? Whereas you can with an M4. Mm. It's all going to take away that sort of element of, you know, you've worked, worked your sort of socks off to get this LMG. You need to get it. I, I can't think of a situation yeah, where I can see it publicly. <laughs> you won't let that fucking drop, will you? Such a sod. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, you see what I mean, though. I, I, yeah, I'm not really up for that myself. You know, I think got time for that. Fair enough on a skirmish day when you're just going like full, if you're going totally postal on someone. And yeah, all day long. I'd, I'd rock two of them with drum mags and just, you know, like there's a razor nothing, or something. There's nothing more humiliating than when like this little five foot tall, like twelve year old comes out of a tree line with like a box mag, like the size of his head attached to his M4, and he's just spraying everything left and oh, right. Oh mate, just dropping, well, lead, just dropping, days. um, dropping jungle like Dylan from Predator. <laughs> <laughs> oh Mac, and it? it's Mac. Whips your yeah, just chopping the trees down. <laughs> Mac, you're bleeding. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> Have you got time to duck? <laughs> yeah, I've watched that for you too many times. Cool, tell me about it. I know. Great movie. Oh, great. Yeah, they didn't have any box mags on there, did they? In their M4s? No, he had a rucksack. Too right. He had a big, big massive <laughs> yeah. rucksack. Like cable. rucksack. Yeah. I'd love, I'd love a proper crew served. I'll come back to Gaz. I'd love a proper crew served weapon, like something that properly requires, you know, like two or three people to work. Hmm. Something like oh, that. Like, I, like I don't know. An aircraft cannon with a chair on the side and some pulls no, some of the wheel on the be, side of it. it would need it to be, in my mind, sort of like two uh, two mini guns on like a little tripod system, and like one person's got that, and then the other person's got like the ammo system, and then they have to kind of sit there and plug themselves into each other to run the weapon. I just think that'd be brilliant. Fuck, you know, it's not Pearl Harbor. Plug themselves <laughs> into each other. <laughs> so I'm standing there taking out the aircraft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I no, want no, someone no, with right, a really not... small, a tiny little wheel with a hand on it. Though I want someone there, someone to have to be there just for that. That's it. Really, no, really small. Your mind, uh, There's not actually any need works. for it to be that small. It just is. It could be a lot bigger so and a lot easier to use, but it's very, 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 very small. Three of the production <laughs> lines where I work, where we make Capri Sun, and uh, there's this bit on there. It's the straw applicator. So it's, it's basically the straws oh. that get stuck on the back of the pouch, but they come in like a, a, a um, ammo belt. And you kind of put them in the box, and the box. You, I'm just standing Belt there, fed. like you know. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm supposed to be. Oh, I'm doing like a safety audit or whatever. I'm looking around, going, all I see there is an ammo box with like, like ammo coming out of it. But really, on it's a straw applicator going, and I'm like, so in, in my head, though, I'm going, like, don't say it out loud, Paul. Don't say it out loud. But my inner <laughs> child's going. <laughs> watching it curl out and people are looking at me going is there a safety issue with that straw applicator because he's been standing there looking at that for a long time but my head I'm going <laughs> take yeah. Paul's is systematically uh, carrying out his own milsim in his head looking at straws <laughs> and back <laughs> back to the office oh dear tear medals yeah. mate. exactly what was that right, Gaz's uh, question there yeah, so sorry, going back to Gaz's question. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't find it. Uh, <laughs> what what riffs are you guys going to run at the Arabs weekend? Or the mm. ARABS weekend? Um, I'll probably take the MP5 again. 
this June? Oh, I don't know because we're, we're a CV pop, aren't we? So I'm not sure if there's any. Do you know what? I don't know if there's any restrictions on what we can use or not. I mean, obviously, I'll, I'll take the sidearm with me, the old uh, WEI camper 45. I'll take that, but I'm guessing it's not going to be too. You might have your AK by then. Oh, yes, yeah, good shout. Yeah, I might, I might dual wield MP5 and an AK. Yes. The AK MP52. The AK 45 MP7K. And then when, when your arm gets shot by a laser like Dylan, you <laughs> can still pull the trigger. And it's obviously Russian, so it's heavy and reliable. You know, if it breaks, I can hit him around the head with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, guys. I don't know what the rules are, mate, for, for what we can use. I'd like to just take like a, a sidearm and a banjo or something. Just wear that across my back. Just to clobber people with a rubber banjo. No, do. Fucking rubber. <laughs> You're going to do it. Do it properly. <laughs> I'll, I'll Julian banjo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have a Julian strapped across my back. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might just run like an M4 or something like that. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, restrictions are no full auto when defending yourself. Pistols and PDWs are concealed carry. Ooh. Ooh. I might bring my MP my MP7. MP7? MP9. There's the MP9. Okay. I don't know. I might just bring them all. They'll be in the car. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, just throwing well. BBs at people. You, I usually end up doing it. I just walk around with a bucket like chicken feed and just fucking have. Yeah, cluster bomb, cluster bomb, you're all fucking dead, dead. Just take yeah. one of those things that people with dogs have got that throw tennis balls, just fill that with BBs. They work, do you know what? No, I'm not being funny though, Paul. They do. Have you ever tried throwing a pea grenade out of one of them? No. Yeah, you give it a go, mate. I haven't got a dog, so it'd probably be <laughs> yeah. funny. Walking, walking around. No, walking around. I don't mean that. You take, you take one of them up to a skirmish day, mate, with some pea, with a bag of pea grenades, you'll have the best time of your life. <laughs> walking around Avery Hill Park, launching BB grenades around. Yeah. Yeah, is that, is that one of the cannons? Don't get it, doggy. No, it's, it's like, like a, one of the cannon launchers or the stick with the arm. It's a stick with a cup on it, and you just. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. They're deadly, mate. You put a pea grenade in that. You get some range, mate. You'd be outranging your tag rounds, your expensive tag launcher, and I raise you my <laughs> stick with a cup yeah. on the end. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we clab, we clab, uh, crab claw stick. Actually, yeah, saying that, so um, I've been, I've actually uh, <laughs> been looking at it, and I have bought it now, but the three man slingshot. Oh, you um, said about this so before, thought, yeah. Yeah, because I thought like lobbing some of the smoke grenades and stuff like that, you can obviously fire them up at 45 degrees, get a nice... Smoke's you know, definitely like, 100%, like, yeah, because smoke's going to be yeah. a ball like to chuck and get them in the right spot. So if you can get them far enough ahead of you... I yeah. usually throw them and it hits a tree and then bounces back at my feet. And yeah. Just... Well, we had that a few times at the Octo event. Blows me just up. Just get a Mark five in that window. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Fuck, it, a tree. We're all dead. I think... The tree's nowhere think... near the building. If I was tree? actually in the army and, and I think on my on my tombstone it'd be something like, you know, probably be a you know private how told you we couldn't fucking throw. <laughs> <laughs> be etched in. <laughs> right. Here's most of private how. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of bits here, there's a couple of bits there. We scooped up what we can, but I told you we couldn't throw for shit. God, don't. Uh, I've got a bugger off. Um, so unfortunately, it was a short visit, but I've uh, no worries, mate. got to go back in and sort the baby and that. So, um, keep safe, good mate. To see you all. Yeah, absolutely. And hello to everybody that's watching, and uh, I'll see you again soon. Oh, I'm going back to my little Parisian cafe now. Beautiful, lovely. <laughs> With your mail back, <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, you piss taking bastards. See you later, bud. See you later, bud. Au revoir.
<laughs> no, oh, nice find with Paul there. I miss Paul. Um, yeah, he's a good lad. I'll tell you what, if um, we haven't got any other questions in, so people keep throwing the chat, and uh, sorry, questions in the chat. What I will do is uh, a couple people have been adding reviews to our Facebook page, um, which Ooh. I didn't realise was a thing. Um, and I just want to read them out because, to be honest, they, they left a very nice review. And I, I feel that, you know, it's quite nice. So Nick Nick Pratt said, fantastic podcast, helpful and informative. Uh, and then Wayne Rapson said, really informative and a good few laughs with each episode. So thanks for that. Oh, thank you. Fresh so if anyone else wants to leave a positive review, uh, I'll read them out next week. Yeah, positive <laughs> only and all that, you know. Well, you can read <laughs> negative ones if you want. That's not a problem. Yeah. Well, Rage will probably post on there. I know because Rage doesn't use Facebook, but Rage posts on there. Too much of the word swish mentioned. Oh, actually, actually having said yes, that, we've done no, a let's video. Let's talk about this. We did. Yes. We did. I'll, I'll post that up. Lance, Lance, so, um, all right, fair enough. I'm going to mention swish a little bit. Because um, Rage loves swish. Like, literally, he's, pri- swish. he's private messaged me about how much he loves it. <laughs> like, it, it uncomfortably well, yeah. loves it. I took a box of Swish with us to Octo um, just to get like a, vari- a variety of people's opinions. And people loved it. Absolutely loved it. Mike you know? was just walking around, just tipping it in their mouths, and they were enjoying it. Weren't they, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> weird in any way at all. But uh... From a distance as well. It was a socially distanced tipping. It was very socially distanced. In the mouth. Yeah. No, to be fair, actually, that's a serious point. It was, it was the, the whole weekend was very safe. It was, secure. yeah. For, brilliant. Really good. It was really good. Yeah. Little sideline. But there is a Swish video, a second, a, yes. a part two, isn't there? Yes. Swish oh, video. Your little brother kindly videoed. That. Yeah, which is all <laughs> a horrible video to watch. But there we go. Yeah. Nick Pratt, what footwear do you use when you go away? Ooh, uh, I will use normally, well, nine times out of ten, it'll be the old um, Aku Pilgrim uh, MOD GTX boots. Or if it's proper gipping weather i'll use the um altberg me altberg defenders because they just sit a bit higher up um and i've never had any problems with them mate they've been bang on fully waterproof nice yeah. just as long as you give them a clean and a bit of a dubbing up afterwards just to keep them sealed and that um yeah i've never had any problems obviously the, the Aku pilgrims are a bit more expensive than the altberg defenders you can pick a decent set of them up you know sort of grade one or two for sort of 35 40 quid and they're they're a pucker comfortable boat. I think you can buy the additional um, insoles and that from as well, can't you, Mike? You mm-hmm. Give them that extra bit of padding. So, yeah, all bug defenders. If you're in if you're in the sort of second hand market for a pair, um, eBay or, or or local surplus or anything like that, thirty five forty quid. They're they're banging pair. They're a banging set of boats. They are. Or if you can stretch it, then the Aku Pilgrim uh, MOD GTX is they're good. So I tend to use the Hakes. Uh, I think it's the and uh, the Paul Pros. Not sure. It's it's the um it's the excerpt plus hakes boots, um, whichever ones the military uses. Um I've got a pair of them for twenty-five pounds uh from a shop called Semaphore in Maidstone. Um and they've been great. Having said that, I bought a second pair and immediately got blisters in the second pair. So whether it's a second hand nature or a different batch or just I am not sure. But um yeah. Mm. Whatever you do, very comfortable pair of boots. That's the main thing. Yes. So. We also have a feet episode. If anyone wants to go back, I think that was episode three, possibly. Yeah, it so. essentially is just called feet. You know, there's, yeah. no, there's no bells and whistles. It is what it is. <laughs> just another episode talking about feet. Jay <laughs> says, "What's the best way to get motivated to packle your shit before a meal sim?" <clears throat> Asking for a friend who is tired and trying to get motivated this evening. I just find wine helps. <laughs> wine and a list. 
and a little bit of cheese. Oh god, yes. So I've already made my list for next next weekend. We're going to an event next weekend. Um, we will actually be running the stream on a Thursday. I'll make sure I mention that at the end. So next week's going to be a Thursday stream again. Yeah. Um, but have a list and just get it done. Um, because otherwise, the motivation is that you'll turn up to the event and you won't have everything you need. Yeah, and you'll be like, oh, and you'll get cold. Yeah, you a, list, a list, or... a nice glass of red, a bit of cheese, perhaps. There's a little snack halfway through. So you can get tiring packing all the gear up. But yeah, they've got a list. A list is is a is a it's a game changer. Have a list of the kit you need and pack it accordingly. All the way through. Yep. And then you're golden. And that's it. Then there's no worries, no dramas. You can sit back then, look at the disco. Yep, remember seeing that, pack that, pack that, pack that, pack that. Oh, no, missed that. Where's that? And then you can go and find it. And you're not pulling your hair out of the next day at the event thinking, shit, I thought I packed that. Fucking hell, oh my god. Why did I drink so much wine last night? <laughs> I'm so full of cheese. I'm so, I'm so full up and hung over. Oh my god! I tell you what, actually, one um, one thing I'm trialing at the moment is uh, the uh, sort of I'm trying not to unpack stuff. Um, so my theory is mm, that controversial. Um, I know. So my plan, my plan is basically I'm going to have like a series of pouches uh, for different bits and pieces, and then that will be a kit. So that that kit gets unpacked from the Bergen, but stays as the kit on the shelf. So that when I need that again, I go, right, I just need my welfare kit. And then I should have everything in there I need. So if I ever need to replace anything, obviously just top that up. But yeah. for the most part, it limits how much you actually have to go and find and, and pack and stuff. Because mm -hmm. um, my theory is, is that I, whilst the list is a great idea, if I limit the amount of packing I have to do, that, that might help. Yeah. Fish out, mate. Fish out. Yeah, it's worth a, it's worth a try, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It might not work. It probably would by the sounds of it, it, probably will do. So, but you know, unless you try these things, you're not going to know. That's what I keep telling my wife. But mm. <laughs> I have to make it weird. <laughs> uh, James C says hate surplus boots. I'm curious. Tell me more. Um, James, I will recommend you go and watch the feet episode first, um, and then feel free to drop us a, a private message, and I will run through it to heart's content. Um, because we we did spend quite a lot of size. Uh, sorry, I was reading. Quite a lot of size. Boom, boom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know what my internet keeps cutting out. Uh, we did spend quite a lot of time sort of going through that. Um, so go and have a read of that. But feel free to drop me a message uh, or the the no phone one uh, message, and then we can uh, we can always catch up about that at a later date. Yes. Uh, Rage said it's a good job I was putting the boy to bed when you mentioned Swish. I would have launched my phone out the bedroom window. Oh, I'm sorry, Ray. I don't believe he would. I don't believe he would. Yeah. I think he's got a lot of love for Swish. And it's just, yeah. it's just putting it on for show now. That's what it is. <laughs> hashtag not sponsored yet. <laughs> hashtag not sponsored yet, but hashtag Rage is going to be in the sponsorship advert if we do get sponsored. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So Andy says you're going to wash your stuff, though, surely. And then he says oh, after the hat episode, I guess not. No, right. So this one this is the point. Wash, to be fair. Just yeah. starting to chuck up a bit now. <laughs> <laughs> clothing and stuff i'm going to wash obviously and it's got to be like the kit's got to be maintained um so i i'm really trying at the moment to make sure my hydration stuff stays mushroom free um so that's always a good one um but you it's more got like penicillin this... growing off your grasses scraps <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's it's the new anti-fog that i found <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah God. i mean obviously actually to be fair the um so after the Octo game, I'd found that I had three Mark Fives that I've left in my um, my dump pouch that had snapped, 
and like all the powder i assume highly flammable powder um has been like sifting around in there so i had to wash out my dump pouch the other day um so yeah still obviously maintain and clean your kit but the idea is is that there's things that a place um, for everything everything in its place sort of thing, yeah, isn't it? yeah. So like a little oh tool kit or anything like that or anything that you kind of carry on your kit is all there yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The i mean there's nothing back wrong with it at all if once you've got back you unpack your kit give it a clean where you need to <laughs> <laughs> what I'm with something. Sorry, Rachel just said obviously on the switch thing, right. just buy a toothbrush. <laughs> I don't know what he's to be fair, is. he's not wrong, but the switch was tasty. The switch is tasty. Swish is good. It's an experience, Rage. You must try it, mate. Because he did get he did get swish, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's had it. He probably threw it out the window. <laughs> In a rage with his phone. <laughs> and then thought, yeah. fuck, throw my phone out the window. <laughs> uh Nick says, What's the furthest you've travelled to a Milsim? Or oh, you've probably done, you've probably travelled further field than I have. I think I've only sort of been a sort of couple of hours from my sort of area of the southeast. I oh, know, actually, no, that's complete. That's complete bullshit. I drove up to Tuddenham at Norwich for the Octo mm -hmm. August last year. One that's probably my furthest, which is probably three hours ish, three and a bit hours ish, something like that. Yeah, for us, I'm not I sure. Think, York. I think of Grimsby. Uh, it wasn't really a Milsim per se. It was the AI 500 uh, one at the theme park. Um, oh, so I saw um, there was a they, there was a documentary series, a drone thing flying around all the disused or parts of the UK and that, and that I'm sure that place featured on it. Yeah, it's an old theme, but it was quite big in the 80s and early 90s up there. But then it just sort of completely just died off and ended up shutting down. Is mm. it that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. quite I mean, eerie was, looking. That is now. It was um, I mean Grimsby as a whole. I don't mean any disrespect to anybody that lives in Grimsby, um, but it. We literally drove into Grimsby and there were two women just waving down cars uh, on the way into Grimsby. It was just a bit weird. Um, oh, well, on the game or just waving at cars? No, just waving at cars. It's just on the way to the game. Um, so, no, not <laughs> on the game as in bit of business, love. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I'm too naive. Not, not on their way to the game of Airsoft, Mike, <laughs> for fuck's sake. I don't know. You may be embarrassed now. I'm going all red. Were they carrying um, an MTP? Yeah. Trying a bit of leg. Hello. <laughs> the tactical kill. Um, no, but I mean, parts of Grimsby were nice, but a lot of the drive into Grimsby was very kind of industrial, uh, a bit run down. Um, but the, the theme park was good. Um, there wasn't as many rides there as um, I was hoping there were going to be. So it wasn't like you were like running around a theme park. Um, Only two, you must have been early. <laughs> 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 yeah, they're playing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh dear. But yeah, that, that's probably the first side being was Grimsby. I would like to go to a few more further afield. I'm, I genuinely have my heart set on going to the Borderlands game uh, at some oh, point. Oh Christ! Yeah, of course. I'd like to go up to the Highlands of Scotland and take part in an event up there with like the huge pine forests and that. That'd be fucking awesome, man. What a I think there's an abandoned for, uh, an event. I think there's an abandoned airport in Spain that might be quite good as well. Mm. Um, that'd be pretty cool. So. The clues in the name itself, Grimsby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Damien John says the going back to the boots. The leather hates cold weather boot is not the most comfortable boot. Uh, Altberg, Iowa, uh, AKU all day long. Yeah, I, I need to try some Altbergs. I've not had a. Yeah, the Defenders are a good boot, mate. Solid boot. I've got a couple of pairs of them actually. To be fair. If you've got yeah, any size see. nine, I'll give them a go. Yeah, I've got. I've, I've got. Actually, do you know what? I've got a spare pair of size nines. You want to bring them down? Oh, okay. Next weekend. I'll take them off. Yeah. 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 I'll give them a spray up beforehand as well for you. Yeah. 
promise, me, I promise it's only been my feet inside them. So no, that's fine. I don't want to know what else. But regardless, it's just fine. I'll still wear them. I don't give a fuck. That's fine. Uh, Andy says, hello, guys. I learned that don't just spray for breeze on your face, bro. If it smells funny, as you end up getting a nice rash all over your lower face. Pro tip. Oh, there you go. That's why I don't wear face, bro. It's not worth the risk. (laughs) (laughs) Just honking bit of mesh across your mouth. Yeah. I'll tell you what, actually. So for us non-bearded gentlemen... um, if or, or maybe some of the ladies, I don't know. If you ever have a shave before wearing face pro, uh, I recommend not doing that um, because sometimes the, the face pro kind of like irritates the, the freshly shaven face when you start getting a bit of a nine Ooh. o'clock shadow or whatever. So, oh uh, or six o'clock shadow, even. But um, it's not, yes, yeah, just there on one side. But um, yeah, little tip. So. I don't struggle with that. No, I would imagine you don't. No. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blimey. Uh, yeah, keep throwing it's been questions a in the week, chat. It, mate? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's been such a long week this week because it's the yeah, end it's... of the year, like end of financial year and stuff. Um, I, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but I got to... a promotion as well. Um, Could you see Oh, hi, hi, cool. Yeah, I know it has been, mate. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's just in a oh, yeah, tough one. Yeah. Uh. So I was gonna maze. That would be size two dance. What it is? I've missed Ed. Ed's replied to something I've said. I can't remember what I've said. That would be size two. What would be size two, Ed? Ed, come back and tell us what size two. Ed. Ed. <laughs> um. Ah, here we go, Andy. When are you getting your Titan bats? So I'm hoping to get mine next week. Lance got his already. 6,000 milliamp hour, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I never even knew it existed. There it is. Picked up today. That's just the packet. You know, it's not the battery. The battery's there. But yeah, it's good. Give a bit, a bit of spill. Do you want a bit of spill? Yeah, go for the spill. Hi, no Chris. puff. Titan batteries will never puff and become unsafe like lipos. They've been either neglected or simply aged over time. Uh, Titan batteries can be charged from empty or nearly full or whatever, damaging the battery. It won't happen. Um, even if your battery gets low and your device cannot cycle, the battery is still within the safe operating range and can be charged safely back to 100%. Uh, two to five times more capacity than any other battery. Um, keeps you in the game longer. Uh, no fade will last forever. It's guaranteed to keep up to 88% of its original battery life. or Sorry, 80% of its original capacity. They did a test on charged batteries in 2012 and they were still holding 88% of their charge in 2018. Yeah. Well, there you go. When it says it's guaranteed, is that an actual like warranty guarantee? It's got a one-year guaranteed warranty for the actual battery itself. It comes with it, the standard. Um, what did you mean by the guarantee of the capacity? Well, no, it's just, yeah, I'd just be interested. When, whenever companies say guarantee, um, I always like to make sure to test that guarantee to a certain extent. It's always interesting um, to know. Like, I mean, for example, Vortex obviously have like the VIP warranty. Yeah, I mean, this um, one just said the product claims uh, sound too good to be true. We back our US-based products with a one-year warranty as long as the battery pack has not been modified. So there you go. So any problems with it within a year for the first year? But it does sound good. These packs can also be charged over three hundred times and still store eighty percent of its original capacity. Cool. There you go. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to yeah. use them. And it's good that you haven't got to discharge it or put it in storage mode or anything like that. You can literally just 
use it for half a game, goes back in your bag for however many months, you could charge it for half an hour, whack it back in, and then nothing's going to happen to it. And it's a, it feels dear. Yeah. See, this is cool, this man. is what worries me whenever we talk about batteries because you've just mentioned storage mode. I know nothing about batteries. I don't. Do you know what, Mike? Yeah, and I and I and I've um, the only thing I do is keep. Oh, the only thing I do is keep my batteries in one of these lipo safe thing. When I'm charging yeah. them, they're inside that, and then when I finish charging, they go inside that as well. Um, but storage, but well, I, I don't know what do you do. Apparently, you just charge all the voltage out of it, or some of it, or most of it. I've never done that before in seven years of playing airsoft, so. And I've never had a battery die on me or, or puff out or anything like that. Just get some stored. Well, I have that NIMH catch fire in the gun. Oh. You know, that's a good little bit. Of, a good little bit of kit for, um, kit for um, Actually, I wonder if I can do it on my little battery tester there. If you've seen them. Right, wrong way. Wrong way. What's that end? Hang on. <laughs> This entire podcast is oh blimey that's loud. So first okay. cell number one cell three point four eight number two cell three point four four total six point nine two. So it's a seven point four volt battery. So that's telling me how much charges in each cell, and you can actually leave it plugged into your battery, put it in your riff if you've got space for it. And when the battery becomes at a dangerous level, being really low, it'll go beep beep. I mean, it will give you a way to buggery because it's really loud. <laughs> but Sitting in the bush. Good one. Thanks for that. Thanks for that battery. But um, yeah, so that's a cool little bit of kit to have if you want to if you want to test your batteries when you're out in the field and something might be wrong with it. So Wayne says the customer service is really good if you have an issue. Oh, cool. Okay. So have Wayne, have you had an issue? That's that's an interesting one because obviously mm. if you know their customer service is really good, is that because you've used it? It's fresh meat stirring it up with a spoon. No, it'd be just good to know. Good to know. Customer service is really good if you have an issue. Yeah. Uh, uh, going back to Ed. He said, "You said uh, only been uh, only been my feet in there, implying he might have put something else in there. So it's only two feet." Ah, doing. yes, boom, boom. Very good, sir. Very good, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jade says, "Have you done an episode on pyros? What would you suggest for a decent one to lob, rather than one for a tag launcher?" Lobable ones. Um, if you want, if you're thinking like flashbangy type Mark Fivey type things, I would go with the TLS FX. Or the flashbang smoke, yep. Um, type uh, as opposed to a Nola Gay. An Gay smokes are really good. Uh, their P grenades well, are really cheap. good, and they're cheap. But and but their Mark Fives, man, is just they're just so inconsistent. And it's not so yeah. much the actual. Well, it is, I suppose, it is the whole thing because the striker that you've got the cardboard. Imagine that's your Mark Five. You've got the cardboard bit. You twist, pull it off, and then you. Both of those things can come off easily, like and it snaps easy. really easily as well. For some reason, easy. It, it ain't got a lot of oomph behind it. The TLS FX ones are made of a really heavy duty, but thick cardboard, aren't they? Mm. And you can really, you know, you can you can chuck them in a pouch and not really worry about them too much. Do you know what I mean? Whereas in early games, that you got to be quite sort of precious with them. Oh, that, don't do that because the top can come off. And, oh, shit. Sorry, but these ones here are a bit more forgiving, and also they're I think they're actually a little bit smaller, and the cap that you actually unscrew is is a lot smaller as well. So it's a it's a much yeah. smaller striking surface, but it's a lot stronger. Do you see what I mean? So yeah, they're, they're a lot they're much better. They're a chuckable um, one. one. Go on. Let's just say one tip to throw Mark Fives. Um, it does make them slightly less sustainable because obviously they're all made out of cardboard and stuff. Um, if you wrap electrical tape uh, or some sort of cellar tape around one end, um, it kind of builds up a little bit of weight. On the other end, um, so mm. when you throw it, it actually gives it more of a bit of momentum going on. Um, you try and make it 
a ball of clay and just whack it in that. <laughs> yeah, just attach it to a brick and throw the brick. The be brick. Fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, glass <laughs> bottle. They drop inside a glass bottle nicely. Yeah. You've got a right good launch. Um, <laughs> Don't do know, that. It's so a joke, by the way. Just, just put that yeah. out there now. It's a joke. Some of the um, some of the other pyros I quite like. The thermobaric multi-bangs are quite good. Um, we did a game down in the Epsom Tunnels. Um, I let one yeah, of those off. They came off for flash, the right, didn't they? The thermobaric? Uh, no, 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 so of this a... is... Yeah, so it's a big, it's a big flash, but the multi-bang just obviously has a few. So yeah, it goes yeah. off once and then goes off like a, a few times after that. Um, which I always thought was personally was a bit overkill for sort of CQB because you only really need it to go off once, um, unless they had like a longer delay on them. I thought that'd be quite mm. good. So if you could have something that you know you lob in a room, it goes bang, and then it's got like a thirty-second fuse delay on it. So then the enemy all come running out again, and then it goes bang again. I thought be, that that would be quite. A... One, one, one thing I noticed with the thermobarics from TLS FX for the mortar rounds, their thermobarics single bang mortars was the actual explosion wasn't as loud as the standard single bang or standard multi bang. But since I'm then, sure. apparently yeah. thermobaric ones they give off a bit more light as opposed to a and there's the sound that they give off is more of a is a is a lower pitched boom as opposed to like a higher pitched sort of bang. Do you know what I mean? The booms oh, okay. and the bangs. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's more of a bassy tone to it when it explodes, and it, I think apparently it, it, it emits a bit more light in the flashes for a thermobaric as opposed to a single bang or a single multi-bang. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's the difference. I never knew what the difference was with the thermobaric and the standard, but apparently the thermobaric is... Just sounds cool. Sound. <laughs> sounds cool. In the title. Running, uh, running thermobarics. Got a thermobarics over here. God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gives off more light and, and it's a deeper sound, apparently. And that's, what I, well, yeah. so that's what I noticed with the ones we use off the our mortar when we last had them. That was a couple of years ago now. Christ. Uh, yeah, Les has just said Mike knows a lot about throwing and nothing happens for 25 seconds. Yes, yeah, so... back. It turns out the Mark V and Ola Gaze um, do have a habit of you like them. I don't know if you've actually frozen them. Ah! <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know if the Mark V's for an Ola Gaze are specific. I'm ignoring you now, uh, specific to this or not, but um. Uh, the Octo event, we threw one on the ground, anticipating a, a much faster reaction because um, I was sort of doing a suicide dive type thing. And uh, the, the guy I was trying to kill ran away in the time that it took to go off. I'm just standing there like oh. the JTF boss man. Yeah, I literally oh. threw threw the grenade at the JTF boss man's feet. And then I was just like, oh, yeah! God, where are you? <laughs> and it didn't go off. So, um, oh well. Uh, yeah, Andy says uh, later episode pyros is needed. We have done an, a pyro episode before. I uh, mm -hmm. can't remember the number off the top of my head. Um, so feel free to go and have a look at that. But yeah, we can, we can recap these things again. Um, we can at definitely some point, revisit it. It'd nice... be nice now we can get out in the field. We can actually get some footage of bits and bobs of the old mortar and, and firing them all up again, which would be nice. Yeah, or we could do some tests with different tubes yeah. and different types <coughs> of pyro. Absolutely, stuff, so yeah. Mm. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, Wayne says, yeah, the thermobaric are more light and smoke. Yes, that's what that's what I was led to believe, mate. Yeah, because I must admit I didn't really realise what the difference would be, and because it wasn't as loud, like was it was more more of a bassy sound. I was a bit disappointed when it went off. I was just sort of like, oh, well, well dud. But it actually, turns yeah. out that they're they're a bit better for night time or whatever. So, uh, Andy says, "Biss that one." Uh, yeah, it was uh, episode fifteen, Bala Bing, Bala Boom. Yeah, um, probably why you missed it, mate. So some of the because I'm very, in charge uh, of naming, and it's amazing. Some very fruity <laughs> titles in the episodes there. <laughs> <laughs> Hi Mark, thanks for joining. Uh, Nick, Nick says the early TLS TLSFX thermobarracks were really good if you shook them first to remix it. 
okay. yeah, that's what I do with the mortar rounds, mate. Yeah, if if, the, if your mortar rounds been sitting for a while, give them a good shake up before you pop them off. Yeah, all good. Gilly's in two, the chat. Two, um, two Gilly craftsmen in the chat there. So while you guys are throwing a few more questions in and stuff, um, something I wanted to have a quick chat about is we're thinking about doing a skills and drills series. Um, <clears> so <throat> along with this, um, some of the podcasts and then sort of like little offshoot videos and stuff so that we can kind of pull them together in a separate playlist uh, would be focusing on actual useful skills and, and drills. Now, I say skills and drills not in so much like we're going to show you how to reload an M4 airsoft gun quickly no. and, and stuff like no, that. No. We were talking more <laughs> things like um, basic first aid, um, potentially how to craft ghillie suits, um, uh, you know, from from sort of scratch uh, or then also yeah, in yeah, an insight into sort of camo and concealment and bits and bobs like that. Do you know what I mean? Them sorts of sort of skill sets that are aimed at like the new mill simmer player sort of thing obviously you you've uh mm. vintage you uh gentlemen in the chat who have uh, well seasoned well seasoned that's what i was looking for well yeah. seasoned uh, uh mill simmers obviously you, you already know these sorts of bits and bobs but obviously someone new to it who hasn't done a great deal of the outdoor sort of experiences or the camping side of it you know hopefully it's sort of i will aim it be aiming it at them and it'd be helpful you know some tips you, you experienced guys might pick up on or, or you might even better off for some yourself so which would be cool so we'll, we'll be yeah, plugging so all I'm, of you for your knowledge so if anyone's got any ideas for sort of specific <clears throat> stuff to talk about and um, we we were sort of hoping to maybe do some sort of off live content on um teching a little bit as well um that we can't talk about that on the live stream because youtube shuts us down for holding uh, a weapon in a dangerous way um which for those watching episode four uh, it's, it's like the recap episode this on this this is like a yes yeah, a revisit yeah. um but for episode four we got shut down quite early on it was our our understanding that uh we basically you know we, we breached the regulations of, of youtube um but if yeah, you guys got any it's ideas on. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know. But if you guys have got any ideas on um, sort of stuff that we could like try and knowledge share, um, then please just let us know. Um, we can sort of try and pull those ideas together. That'd be quite cool. So, um, yeah, that'd be good. Barney says, "Do you film at Milsim, or is it a big no-no?" I don't think it's a problem for people to film at Milsims. I've never, I mean, obviously, a lot of the snipers do. I mean, I know uh, Archie and Ed. They um. They got the scope cams and that all set up on theirs, and I'm guessing where they're, when they're mill simming, they don't remove them. They run, they run, they get some footage and stuff. So, yeah, I can't say. Yeah. I, I don't personally. I did try it once upon a time, uh, Barney, and it really affected the way I played the game. If I'm honest, I found it really uncomfortable you know, knowing that I was videoing what I was doing, and it sort of got to the point where I was like, "Oh, that'd be quite good if I was videoing that." But then I was just like, "Oh shit, we've been shot in the face." And then concentrating on what I'm doing, so that soon got put to bed. Soon, yeah, I'll leave that to the pros. Did you find you were trying to? I was trying to get footage rather than play the game. I was more conscious about that on my GoPro on top of my helmet or mounted on my rig than I was actually actually enjoying myself and doing what I was doing. So I had a guys like Ed and uh, Mark do it, and it doesn't affect their gameplay. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously they're scoped, and you know it's brilliant how they do it. I, I couldn't do that myself. I wouldn't have the patience to. It's almost like they can zone out. It's almost to get their recording yeah. or whether they do or don't. I don't know, but it's really good what they do. So good footage, Hutchie and uh, Silly Gilly. Go and check them boys out. Yeah. No, definitely. So, definitely. Have you ever Sorry, tried, I, Mike, videoing? Or, yeah, so or... I was basically, I don't want to sound like I was disengaged from the conversation then. I was just trying to find a little uh, video of something I've done in the past. So, um, 
So I did this, which was um, my brother and I both had cameras on our heads at the time um, because I was quite interested. To, I, I did. I've done a lot of like student television and stuff, and I kind of wanted to see how more of the game happened at the same time. So mm -hmm. these cameras are completely synced uh, with different um, different players playing, and it's quite interesting to kind of see how the storyline plays out from different perspectives. Where is um, this? So for example, no, it's not Longmore, is it? This is Longmore. Yeah, yeah, this is, is Longmore. Yeah, this was back in 2017. Uh, so this is the police station at the moment. Sorry, the internet's going again. Uh, that That's the police station building here. That's the um, sergeant's... Um, oh, the I'm going with you. So main, the, the, the PB is off to your right then of that image. Yeah, now. yeah. Right, yeah, so okay, it's off over there. You. Yeah, 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 I'm with you. Um, but this is quite interesting because it's just it's a little experiment, really, hmm. you know. Nothing more than that. So, oh, fair play, mate. Fair play. Yeah, that's Mike from Legion. There's a big man himself. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't see. I don't see it being a problem. Um, I, the only thing I would say is that you want a small enough camera that you're not going to really notice that being a problem. Um, yeah, GoPros, yeah, yeah. while they they can sit on the top of the head and stuff, they're not the most low profile. Um, whereas yeah, I'm sure I mean, like the, the cams and that are all good. Yeah. So. Uh, Les says, why don't sites allow Mark 9s? I think it'd just be the noise control of it, Mark. I think it's the noise, it's, yeah. It's the, it's the decibel reading on it. I think there's a... Oh, yeah. I, I think, think there was. The, I, I think Mark 5s... Mark 5s... No, what it is, is Mark 5s is you can use that without having to wear sufficient ear protection. Do you know what I mean? Before, uh, as soon as you go above Mark Five and start hitting Mark Nine, it's a requirement by law or something that you have to have because it's being allowed on the site. Everyone, and I don't think a site could enforce that that everyone's got the correct ear protection on to cover mm. the decibel ratings of a Mark Nine going off next to them. Whereas a Mark Five, it doesn't. It an ex Mark Five explosion doesn't reach the high enough decibel reading for to warrant PPE. If you know what I mean, I think that's I think that's right. I might be wrong, but I think I'm pretty sure that's right whereas a mark nine is yeah it's you know it's like you're doing crow scary territory i think and it's like oh god can't hear for a week <laughs> i know there was um i think i think it was like some sort of templar video it's quite an old one um but i know that they sort of tested various marks of, of pyro um i think mm. there's the mark two or the mark three um, which I sort of bought a few at one point because I thought, oh, well, you know, if they're quieter, then potentially, you know, it's still something that you could use on a on an event. Um, mm -hmm. But they, it was literally like a mouse fart going off. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, that wasn't very exciting. <laughs> um, but I think there was a video where they showed, like, the Mark 9s or, or above, and uh, it blew a hole in the ground as well. Um, so as That's well as it good. being a noise thing, there might also be a safety concern with the fact that you've got this... You know, it's a much bigger explosion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Nice. I really, actually, I, I would love it if someone could make a, a disposable, um, like Mark Five, Mark Four landmine. Yeah, but what would be the? I, I see what you mean. You could actually set it so it would be activated. I suppose, yeah, but I, I suppose you could. It'd be the maroon rocket igniters, wouldn't it? No, no, no. So this is literally something that you can literally put in the ground. And leave it. That's it. That's that's that landmine set up now. Um, you'd need a bit of management of how you use them because I I have often wondered how uh, milsim events. If you've got someone going laying out a two hundred landmine 
digging them in and stuff like that. Yeah. And exactly. then the skirmish, the skirmish day, the next day rocks up, and you've just got a load of twelve-year-olds running around, they're like just blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> it would be hilarious at the same time, wouldn't it? But, I mean, the the problem is with a lot of like the trip detonators, like the Beasley mines and stuff like that. Is obviously you've got to go back and collect them. And um, was it would just be interested if they could come up with some sort of like mm-hmm. um, disposable one? That'd be quite cool. But that's why I like uh, the twelve gauge Beasley alarms. They're good. Yeah, I mean, the twelve gauge blank rounds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> blank rounds. I just bought right. two of those. I'm looking forward to using them. They're quality, um, but you've got to be careful because I've had got one go off while I've been setting it before. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, you know, you're like, you got to make sure you use the safety pin. <laughs> it literally goes off, and you're just sitting there, like kneeling down with like a, a bit of fishing line, like, ah, oh. <laughs> that really went. That went right through me. That one, <laughs> like rattled my bones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Andy says, fun, "Do you guys swap your factions about, or do you tend to do good or bad guy factions?" Oh, we, do, I mean, we do a lot of good guy. Sort of, I'm such a good guy, NATO Blue <laughs> Four. Um, obviously, because we've all got the kit for it, I haven't really got any. Like, the, if I if I was to go like Russian, I'd, I'd want like my AKs. Once I've got that, then you know, like that opens a whole doorway to other events and bits and bobs I can do, probably. Um, sort of as it stands at the moment, a lot of us we tend to go, um, we tend to go Blue Four, but then we've got the APOC event in June where we've got like half the team are going, uh, up for and the other few of us are going blue for so you know we would be up against each other which is sort of just shows how cool the team is that we can you know take the piss and go on opposite sides to each other shoot each other in the face and never laugh it was mostly so. because of bookings but yeah to be fair it was mostly because of bookings. <laughs> and now i did i did mention several times please book on chaps please book on chaps yeah. but there's no more room left chaps so <laughs> oh go up for them it's all in good chess, though. It's mostly the kit, though. Ninety percent of it is the kit. It's um, you know, if I wanted to do like a proper Russian sort of loadout, you know, I want the OD green or the proper brush. I mean, I'm not familiar with the kit, so you know, I wouldn't really know. But, but obviously, to have the AK as well, sort of thing, that'd be a, a big one as well. To you know, it's no good wearing up like some Russian kit and M4 would be a bit odd, I suppose, from a Milson point of view. You know, maybe it's not, but for me. You know, I'd like to have like the proper AK forty seven or, or something like that. You know, or PKM or Dushka on the back of a pickup. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. so we did PMC though, didn't we? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We did the PMC. Um, PMC we've done DA before, which was obviously well, still kind you, of. I don't know if you can call them good forward. guys or not. Um, I've done a cartel one. Um, we, so we, we certainly did. We certainly didn't come across DM. as good DEA, did we? <laughs> Well, no, we were we were great DD, uh, DEA. We just didn't think the police were. We thought the police were corrupt, so we took all the police drugs were off. Very, very well. corrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which they turned to be corrupt, so we were fine. Every single one of those cartel members had. We found drugs on them, even if they didn't have them on surprise. there when we arrested them. It was yeah. amazing how you find what you find on them. Oh, looky here! <laughs> oh, just that she walked behind them, didn't you? When they're like hooded up, Actually, think, yeah. Where's Sean? I think I saw him pop in the chat earlier. I need to know all about that. Yeah. I, I, I'll never forget the one lad that we we took prisoner um because we you know he was suspected cartel member and um, we found drugs on him um he spoke to the police oh, and the police me. gave him some money for intima- information so he gave the information he took the money off into the forest and i ran off after him i was like oh mate come here come here come here stabbed him took the money and then we had that at the dea as well <laughs> shocking really shocking behavior 
Yeah. Shocking behavior. You, you kept calling me war crimes on the last one. Uh, what was what were we doing? Didn't we what, take out we just two um, oil oil workers or something like that? The Octo. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, that was because you shot the two oil workers, and they were genuinely oil workers, and you just opened up on both of them. I was told to. To be fair, like, I was right, following, war crimes. I was following orders. <laughs> Julian war crimes. <laughs> Oh, Edward says, uh, going back to the filming, I do think about filming before the game play, uh, game day, sorry, but when I'm playing, I forget about it. So, oh, fair play, mate. No, it's good. Uh, Jade says, if you could have any riff, what would it be? Any riff, any riff. Oh, Christ, I don't know. I'll have to, you'd have to leave that one with me. I'd like a Barrett 50 cal, but there's, <laughs> I'd only want it for the look. It, weighs a ton and it doesn't really shoot any better than any other airsoft gun that doesn't weigh a yeah, ton. Yeah, essentially there's a line, isn't there? I suppose um if I could have any riff, what would it be? Oh god. I don't know, I can't think. I'll have to you'll have to leave it with me. I can't give you a, 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 an honest answer on that one. Yeah. I'll have I'm, to have a I'm think. gonna I'm gonna go with the uh the, the twin barrel minigun anti aircraft thing that we were talking about earlier. No, okay. <laughs> Well, with the, with the yeah. shoulder pads, the C-shaped shoulder thing. Yeah, something something that fires BB so quickly. It's it's probably it's a proper um, like turret weapon because you yeah, don't yeah, yeah. you don't want a turret weapon just being like a normal airsoft gun. You want some sort of. A... Oh. oh, I'm sorry. You want some sort of advantage to having like a proper turret <laughs> I can't gun. Give a straight face. <laughs> no, I know you can't. So I was, you know, you want you're saying if you if you're going to fire across laterally, that you can sort of. Cut a swathe of foliage with it or something like that. That'd be quite cool. Would you not want a GPMG? No. Oh, I'll tell you what, if I could have a riff, any riff in the world, it'd be uh, it'd be the um, uh, Raden cannon on the back of a Warrior APC, <laughs> and I'd want the whole vehicle to go with it. Oh, so I could yeah. Just stand in the okay. back, just pressing my foot on the floor, going boom, 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 boom. That's, okay, if, that's we're, what if, we're, if we're talking, we could include vehicles and stuff like that as well. This has got silly now, isn't it? This is, this is just. Boys being silly. Yeah. Have you seen the um? Actually, my stick's in your stick, and my dog's gonna bite your dog, and then my dad's gonna beat your dad up. Yeah. Have you seen the the? Oh, there was a there was like a World War Two um Milsim style game held at Lid, uh, not a Lid, sorry, Longmore, and they actually had a proper um tracked artillery weapon, um oh, cool. or sorry, wheeled artillery weapon, and uh, I think it fired like the Nerf. Things or something like that, but they was like a crew of that wheeling that around. Fire, for the day, just firing it. Yeah, something like that. Because be like, if it hit a wall, it'd be like the red flesh, like, <laughs> and, and also getting hit by a watermelon would probably really fucking hurt as well. <laughs> no, it's a low FPS. It's fine. Did you Although, imagine getting taken if you were running away though and getting a watermelon in the back of the head? Like, <laughs> oh, I reckon that probably hurt. Proper hurt that would. Use a different size melon, like a cantaloupe or something like that, maybe. I reckon they'd have to put like a little incision in it so after as soon as it impacts, the initial break is already there. Because yeah. if that was like a solid watermelon, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, Lance. When I was thinking about this, I was thinking more like you know some sort of like pyro device or or you know something that. No, like... I want something that you'd hear it whistling as it come down at you, and you think, yeah, fucking watermelons again, <laughs> like, like plants versus zombies. <laughs> the watermelon cannon just. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, blimey. Right, yeah. uh, last few questions. Last few questions. Do you guys want performance or looks? I'm assuming we're talking about Airsoft. Do you guys want performance or looks from each other or from our weapons? <laughs> <laughs> because we don't have either. 
Yeah, because I'm lacking in both of those things. Ed, thanks for pointing that out, you bastard. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I'd say performance from the, from a, a riff point of view. I mean, obviously, it's always good for it to look cool and stuff, but it's, it's essentially it's no good having a, a, a wicked looking rifle that you know won't hit the end of the loft here. Do you know what I mean? It, you know, if that's what you're getting at, mate, I'm not sure. You know, it's something a different question, but yeah, from a, from a riff point of view or a pistol, or you want it to be mm. the performance would be the first thing, the reason you go to the gun. I'd like to think, not for the fact, oh my god, that gun looks amazing, but the reviews are really wank. But I'm still going to get it because it looks amazing. <laughs> what about kit? Kit. So, for example, for example, you could uh, you could, for example, run a proper real steel mark six ballistic helmet which weighs mm. a ton or you could run uh, an airsoft m88 viper equivalent i know they don't look exactly the same but something like that which uh yeah, doesn't give I'm... you the performance but it's maybe the looks well maybe it does give you the performance because you've got less weight yeah, pros and cons, mate, isn't it? I mean, do you re- do you necessarily require a real steel helmet for playing a milsim? No, you don't, in all essence. You know, people can say, yeah, but it's there for its, it's actual real head protection. And it's like, yeah, but what about the guy who's running next to you not, who's chosen not to wear a helmet at all? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's wearing a boonie hat. Do you know what I mean? And there's nothing more annoying when you shoot someone and go, oh, you didn't hit me because I'm wearing a ballistic plate. Yeah, fuck off. But okay. yeah, I mean, with with regards to kit, I mean, I'm a bit of a mixed bag. You know, I've got a, a, I've got a relatively expensive plate carrier which is like the warrior dcs i've got a pair of viper tactical trousers which cost me 45 50 quid you know are they expensive yeah to me i consider that quite a reasonably expensive pair of trousers um they're obviously not the 200 or 300 pound cry trousers but then again i'm only wearing these well i'll be honest with you i haven't worn them once yet this year i mean obviously we've been in lockdown and that but even when we're not in lockdown you're only going to wear them to an event I'd say, I'm going to say five times a year, maybe for a mil sim, five six times, maybe a couple of skirmishes in there for a, like if it's your birthday or something like that. I'm only going to be wearing sort of eight to ten times a year, if that. Do I, you know? So it's just it's just whatever works for you. You know, some of my kit's expensive, some of it's really cheap, but if it works and it's functional and it does what I need it to do, hmm. then I'm going to get it. Now, if it comes with a price tag of 30, 40 quid, or it comes with a price tag of it's up to it's in. 100 150 quid you know it, it all depends do you know what i mean as long as it works and it does what it's supposed to do and what i need it to do then yeah then all day long but i'm not one that's just going to go out just because it's got a name brand and think yeah definitely need that 100 to get it and it just sits there and does nothing because it's that's that's a waste of money if you're going to use it and, it and it's actually what you need then yeah by all means you know but it's, it's got you've got to have a function there with it as well Joe Jupe is just putting duck emojis that's into my mate, chat. That, that's my mate from work. We've got, we've, right, we, okay. me, and him have, me and him have got a little bit of a duck thing for each other. Okay, cool. No, that's fine. <laughs> I thought someone might know something about it. So. Hi, Joe. Yeah. Welcome to the chat. Hi, Joe. Uh, Wayne says, met a guy a few years ago. He gutted the GPMG and put Airsoft 249 guts into it. It was nice. Mm, I can imagine Ooh, that. that sounds nice. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would so quite I like, like actually going back going back to the gun thing. Um, I've got a bit of a penchant for the Lewis gun, uh, like the proper World War One, uh, like massive outer barrel. Oh, um, the water cooled like the Vickers. Yeah. Thing. Oh yeah, that'd be. You made didn't you make one of them for a prop? I've got yeah, I've got a, a like a wooden one. I've made out of PVC pipe and um, timber and stuff. We did um, 
for a poppy appeal type thing, we actually did a, a World War One play type thing, and I was told that basically if I could make a Lewis gun, then I could carry it on stage. Um, so I, I got the original plans or like a, a like a prop plan um, type thing based on the original um, specifications, and basically made it all to the the design That's and cool. stuff. That was pretty cool. Yeah, nice. Um, so, all right, can people stop putting animals in the chat? We've got a monkey in there now. Is that a monkey? I thought it was a beaver. No, that's a, that's a monkey. <laughs> oh, I see it now. Yeah, sorry. And Joe's put another duck. So, wow. Oh, blimey. Um, so, yeah, cool. Fair play. I think well, Has anyone got any other questions? I think we're uh, good. Nick says there's a World oh. War One group who's done a Lewis gun for their events. I, I have actually seen that because um, when I was sort of Googling um, various things for the um for the play uh, i was sort of trying to see if i could just buy one because it'd be easier but um they're quite expensive props but um i did see that someone had made an airsoft version that did look pretty cool mm, cool um andy bob's latest emoji didn't work so yeah oh. cool right let's call that the end of the day um if anyone <laughs> would like any more patches um we do still have loads in stock um we have all of the i'm a bad nofo and laser cut ones um which are that one and those ones um yes so we have loads of those in stock uh, i have ordered more of the colored foxes um i know a few of you have um ordered those and i've had to unfortunately tell you they're out of stock stop putting emojis in the chat <laughs> um oh, yeah so we've got loads of patches so if anyone would like any um then that's awesome please just let us know uh, that'd be grand and, um, and, and a thank you for the guy for everyone who's been in touch since last yes. week and that's been amazing, isn't it, Mike? Really, we obviously yeah, it has handling that sort of side of it, but uh, it's the um, so there's a few people that have actually just given us donations as well. Um, I'm not, I'm not gonna name them because it, I don't want to like make people feel bad or whatever, but a couple of people have just um, like given us money, and it's very kind of you, but I, I honestly don't mind selling you some patches. Um, so anyone tells you. Nick how to do emojis, you, you'll be banned from. I'm... <laughs> How do you do emojis? <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't go down that oh. road, mate. Stay away from the dark. <laughs> yeah. Um, lastly, uh, we've obviously got... Um, we've had a few more contributors, I believe, to the Milsim in a bag. We have, yes. Uh, Con, another one of our listeners has donated a... Uh, well, pretty much a brand new um, Woodland DPM basher. So to Damien, um, who's in the chat now, trying to get emojis in. <laughs> We thank you for that, mate. Uh, it's very kind of you, buddy. So um, I've, I've uh, been in touch with Damien, and he's going to get that sent down to us to go in the kit, which is here, right there, being guarded, pride of place. <laughs> there it is. So, we have yeah. had some more actually come in. Um, so there was well, there was one coming. I'm not, not going to name any names, um, but he made a point about saying how he's not nominating anyone, but he just wanted to say how much Airsoft meant to him. Um, and they kind of got him out of some difficult situations. Um, mm. So that was quite heart hitting, to be honest with you, because it's like, you know, it's just someone that just wanted to share. So to a certain extent, um, and I don't know if Lance agrees with this, because Lance also manages the chat. But if anybody genuinely does just want to pop us a quick high on the chat for five, ten minutes or whatever, we just have a little natter. Mm -hmm. By all means do. You know, we, you know, I, I can't promise how quickly we'll answer because obviously we do have jobs and bits and pieces sort of floating about. But um, if anyone just wants to have a chat, then drop yes, us a yeah, chat. Or drop, or drop us a private message or whatever. Whenever you know, what I mean? yeah. we're always about between me, between me, Mike and Paul. We'll always be here to sort of 
answer whenever we can to get back to you and that. Sometimes you might get, a, and I'll apologise now, you might get a reply from me at like sort of sometimes half three, four o'clock in the morning. Um, and that's because I work nights and I expect everybody else to be awake when I am. And if you're not, then that's your old problem. <laughs> but I'm responding to you thinking it's mid-afternoon when it's really, really not and you're all in bed and your phones are going, bing! Yeah, that'd be me. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's not until after I've sent the message, I'm like, oh, shit, it's really early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We but, will get yeah, back if to anybody, If anyone just wants to chat about something, if there is something getting them down or whatever like that, we're not offering, obviously offering a counselling service or anything like that, but please don't make it too hard-hitting. But if you just want to have a chat about something or just, just say hello, then do it, because um, we are a community. We're trying to build this little NoFo community, so... Yeah, that'd be cool. cool. Gaz, I will right. DM you after this, mate. Thank you very much, buddy. Yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> Les says Nofo is the new family to all listeners. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. You, you don't you don't just watch Nofo, you join us. That's it. You are. First of all, <laughs> Nofo, you are Nofo. Yeah. There we go. Cool. Right. Thanks ever so much to everyone joining us tonight. It's been a blast. Um next Always week a good crack. We're, going, we're gonna be doing uh an episode where we basically talk about hypothetical events. Um so we want to kind of chat about uh, an exploration into future possible event styles. So not just like multicam versus block colors. Um, we might talk like, sorry, Nick's just put a load of unicorns on the chat as well. Um, <laughs> we might talk like sort of ideas for sort of Brexit themed games or um, sort of apocalyptic style games. Um, like what, what would you like to see at that sort of thing? Just, just exploring other ideas. Cause um, it does sort of feel sometimes a lot of games are like cartel um, like versus DEA, uh, blue yeah, four versus four. Yeah. four. yeah. It's, it's kind of, so we'll kind of explore some other options. Hmm. Um, so can he do it first time? Place your bets now. So uh, yeah. oh, you've got to do it about reading it as well. That uh, was a fresh meat last oh, week. That might genuinely be quite difficult. Okay, so if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at nofochat at hotmail.com. Our Instagram is November underscore foxtrot underscore nofo. Uh, you can YouTube us at November Foxtrot and you can search us on Facebook at November Foxtrot as well. There you go. Nah. Oh, look at that. <laughs> oh, no, I got it wrong. It's November Foxtrot nofo for Facebook. Crap. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Rubbish. Okay, oh, all right. I'll, I'll practice kind of for next week. to the second bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, fresh meat. No, he cocked it up, bud. We'll have to try yeah, again next week. Failed. Failed. <laughs> the hatred. Sorry. Pure poison. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine as long as the, the, the emojis have stopped. That's it, not how fun. quickly they turn on you, though, isn't it? It's not one yeah. minute. Yay! It's, oh, you know, hey, rubbish. Failed. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. So, cool. Good, right. good. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. It genuinely Cheers, guys. Awesome. Always good it fun. makes our week. So, is, well, uh, oh, sorry, next week, next week. So, we're obviously going to be doing the chat, um, but we're going oh, to be Thursday. Doing Thursday at eight o'clock because um, we've got another event on the Friday. Um, we will be doing some more tests with the live stream and bits and pieces on the Friday as well. And um, we're going to keep it offline for you guys at the moment just because we want to make sure it's all working nice and pristine. And um, mm -hmm. before we sort of start doing it properly, um, just to make sure that we can try and you know keep consistency in what we're doing. Um, but we might we might put some pictures and stuff up as well. So yeah, cool. Awesome. Right. Say goodbye, Lance. Goodbye, Lance. And we'll see you all soon. We'll see you later. Cheers, chaps. <laughs>